My name is Ruth Gledhill and I'm the online editor of The Tablet. With me today is Liz Dodd, the home news editor of The Tablet. In this week's tablet, she has a column in which she talks about the Pope's new encyclical, Fratelli Tutti, which is due to be published on October the 4th after he signs it in Assisi. Liz, like many people, you're a bit concerned about the title, aren't you? Very concerned about the title. I don't know about you, Ruth, but I I don't feel like anybody's brother. (laughs) (laughs) But isn't it meant to mean brethren or brothers and sisters all, you know, not just brothers all? That's right, it does. And I don't want to suggest that the Popes use this title as a way to deliberately exclude women. I think the problem we've run into here is one of process and procedure, almost. So the title Fratelli Tutti is the opening line of the encyclical, which is a quote from St. Francis addressing his monks. And he says, uh, brothers all, monks, my brother monks. And it used in the context Pope Francis is using it in, it does mean brethren or humanity. But the problem is that it is an exclusive term or it sounds exclusive to women. And All you have to do is look at the reaction to this title on Twitter or speak to Catholic women and they're disappointed and they're upset and they're furious. And this keeps getting dragged back to a question of, oh, you know, it's tradition and we always name encyclicals after the opening line. And that's not the issue here. The issue is that women are hearing this and feeling excluded. That's that's the critical point. I know it's such a shame because I really want to like this encyclical I really believe that what the Pope has to say to a post-Covid world well not post yet but a world emerging from its initial panic response to Covid and starting to get a more coherent response to it I really believe that what the Pope has to say in this context is vitally important and that the world needs to listen but this this um the refusal of the Vatican itself to listen to the world Mm. which is changing on the on the whole question of language and how language is used, changing very fast. And the, the failure to understand this at such a fundamental level is, mm. is worrying and yeah. irritating. And, and it is inevitably going to detract from the vital message of this encyclical. Isn't that a tragedy? Yeah, it's a real tragedy. And I think I'm, I say in the column, you know, we're all hoping that this is going to be a landmark encyclical that will talk about a new way of being human, a new way of being a community. Uh, but how committed is Pope Francis? How committed is the Holy See to change if it's too nervous to, to change the way we name an encyclical? You know, changing the, the convention on that isn't isn't going to be as earth shattering as some of the things that I hope the Pope is going to propose in the document itself. And it's so strange that from this Pope and this papacy and this Vatican, that this kind of thing should still be such a problem. We talk yeah. about moats and beams. It's absolutely classic, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And one of the things that bothers me most about this is that nobody has flagged this as an issue at any point in the timeline of this encyclical coming out. You know, if um, if as journalists, for example, we suggested a headline like this or if we ran with a cover line like this in the tablet, there would be a number of very qualified voices who would speak up and say, look, you, you can't address the global community as all brothers because you're excluding women. So why at no point has anyone said this to Pope Francis? Maybe they did say it and it's been uh, that's been shot down. Maybe it just didn't come up because he didn't ask any women. 
Uh, but something that's also concerned me is the response of the Vatican's press office yesterday. And our Rome correspondent, Chris Lamb, did a brilliant piece of analysis on this. Um, but the Vatican's press officer explained where Fratelli Tutti comes from, what the phrase means and all that sort of thing. And then he said afterwards, uh, therefore, there can be no un misunderstanding of or, or sense of exclusivity uh, from this phrase. There, there can be no possible misunderstanding. I mean, it's <laughs> like I, saying, <laughs> yeah. it's really like saying, well, the, the world is, is red and it yeah. is red and yeah. you're going to see it that way, whether exactly. or not you actually see it as blue. You know, it's, it's I, 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 <laughs> I, I use this phrase guardedly, but it's borderline Trumpian to say, look, <laughs> look, we've mansplained to you all what this means. There can now be no possible misunderstanding of, of what Fratelli Susi means. And, you know, I don't need somebody to tell me how to understand an exclusive phrase. I thought if I'm a woman, I'd be doing it my whole life. It really is mansplaining by the Vatican, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. So do you think they do, do you think they get it and that they're just feel they can't back down they can't change at this late stage or or do you think they still actually don't even get it yet i think they don't get it i think they don't get it because and i hope i'm not being naive here i think if pope francis really understood how hurtful this is to women and the damage that's done to women by enduring a lifetime of this kind of language in and outside the church he wouldn't do it he's we, we love him so much because he's so inclusive. He's inclusive of, of everybody inside the church, outside the church. That's part of his ministry, going to the margins. So, you know, it would break my heart if I thought he understood and decided to forge ahead anyway. I think the issue is it's a male-dominated system. Uh, it's a male-dominated clerical hierarchy. And they think they've got the solution uh, it's very simple, academically speaking, linguistically speaking, in terms of tradition. Uh, they, they don't think they're going out to hurt anyone's feelings. So it, it feels like they believe if they just keep explaining it over and over again, we'll all calm down. But that's, well, that's the problem. To have, yes, it's likely to have the opposite effect. Now, just yeah. to play Vatican's advocate for a minute, mm. um, Laudato Si, was the, um, the title was taken from the first two words of the encyclical, and they didn't actually offer... Um, a correct, in quotes, English translation to that mm. or any other language translation of that. And the same is going to be the case with this. There won't be um, an actual translation provided. It will just be Fratelli Tutti. Mm. Um, do you think that that, that is any kind of defence? No, not really. I think, and again, you and I both know this as journalists, but anybody who works within or with any kind of uh, PR or marketing or media organisation understands that sometimes something is so contentious you have to do something extraordinary. In an ideal world, the Vatican Pope Francis would have heard what women have said about this and thought, you know, we've made a mistake. There's an easy solution. We don't, They don't even have to change the title in Italian because... You know, my Italian isn't advanced enough to get into an argument about Fratelli and and how you make that more inclusive. But all they'd have to do is to say, oh, you know, in English, this translates as brothers and sisters. It's unconventional, but it's a way of acknowledging they, they've at least heard what women are upset about. And so that, that could be one possible answer. Do you think it might happen? 
I don't think so. I think if it was going to happen, it would have been in that press release, uh, in that statement yesterday, if I'm completely honest. And that's really sad because, well, I mean, once again, there's this issue of, you know, the Synodal Church and the Vatican can can confidently say it doesn't want to tell other bishops' conferences how to draw or other countries how to translate the document. But it would just be such a positive thing, wouldn't it? I mean, you you know what it's like when when you're reading a novel or something and the, the author, it talks about an engineer or a mathematician or a computer scientist and then reveals it's a woman. So goes, you know, the, the mathematician, she did this. As a woman, you still just get that moment of being like, oh, you know, I still fall into the trap of assuming certain roles are uh, men. And when somebody deliberately uses an inclusive phrase or deliberately feminizes something, it means a huge amount. So for the Vatican to do this would just be, I mean, it's hard to convey how, how special it would be for women, I think. And I, I, I don't know what they're so frightened of. I, I yeah. read a lot of science fiction and in nearly all science fiction now, um, gender inclusive pronouns are used such as hir mm. and mm. her so that me, me is um for his and for her it's inclusive of both and mm. of more as well of that so the whole trans community is included in hir mm. that's what that's one there's many others as well and when i first mm. encountered these a few years ago in the latest um, sf novels i was taken aback and i thought i, I don't like that i can't get used to it because it mm. only because it was different but now I completely accept it. It's, yeah. It doesn't seem odd at all. And actually, I even find myself on some of my WhatsApp groups using those pronouns myself now. Yeah. And so I think the Vatican, I don't know why they're so afraid. You know, they should yeah. just, as you say, grasp this nettle and do this because yeah. the world is moving on ahead of them. And it's just another thing on which the church is in danger of getting left behind again, yet again, on so many issues. Yeah. It's done this time after time. And um, it detracts from the vital importance of the message it has for the world. It does. It really does. And I've been following this debate on Twitter for the last few days and it's completely taken over the narrative. As soon as somebody says, oh, who's who's excited about the new encyclical? You can tell what kind of people I follow on Twitter because this is a lot of debate. Who's excited about the new papal encyclical for Tucci? And all the responses are women saying, I, how can I get excited about this? You know, know. and like you, you were just saying about inclusive language. This is so uncontroversial. You know, it's not it's not a big policy. It's not a, a ideological question. We in our biblical translations, we've been doing it for years. Uh, I was in a Pax Christi training um, recently where they deliberately translated Blessed are the Peacemakers as uh, for you shall be called daughters and sons of God instead of saying um, sons of God. Yeah, and just that little using daughters ahead of sons did something to the way I heard that that passage that was just transformative yes, and yes. uncontroversial because it's obviously what Jesus meant when he said children of God. And wisdom and the Holy Spirit is um, it, throughout the Bible is um, seen as feminine in, yeah. in many places. So let's hope that the feminine voice does eventually come through yeah. and that yeah. they... Um, lose their fear of it exactly. and admit it, admit it in an inclusive way to even yeah. the titles of their encyclicals. Yeah, it's not a huge ask, is it? But <laughs> sometimes <laughs> well, it feels like it is. <laughs> thank you, Liz, for sharing your latest thoughts with us and Lovely. speak again soon. Speak to you soon. Thanks, Ruth. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.